here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.6 FM in Tata. So we've missed him, our phytoalchemist. We've learned something this year. Phytoalchemy means uh, a plant medicine man. That's uh, Jean-Francois Sobieski. He joins us now again today. And I'm going to kick off by just giving you the number to dial because he is definitely going to be taking your calls and questions around all ailments that you feel you are, you know, struggling with and you haven't quite gotten the right uh, remedies to try and deal with them. 011-714-2006. You can also send in the WhatsApp questions on 0614-410-4107. Jean, thank you so much for being uh, with us this afternoon. Good Hi. Afternoon. Hi, Pamela. How are you? We are well. Thank you so much. Excellent. So, Jean, um, today you want to focus on specific type of plants. Yes. Yes. What are those? Yeah, so um, the, the category of plants I, I think is very useful to talk about at the, at the current time is psychoactive plants. What Pimelo, do those um, yeah, so psychoactive plants are, have been generally misunderstood as a misunderstood subject in, in, in Western society because a lot of the word psychoactive, and, psychoactive is often associated with harmful drugs like cocaine and heroin and, and you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is that most of what we eat um, is psychoactive. Mm. And what psychoactive by definition means is any substance that affects how we think, feel, and act. Um, so... In fact, most of the foods that we eat, like common psychoactive plant foods and beverages, include milk, chocolate, coffee, chamomile. And they're all mild, uh, subtle to mild acting psychoactive substances. Um, and the thing is, um, you know, we're living in a time, like a lot of people ask me, Pamela, why are psychoactive plants important to know about? And I'm writing a book on this at the moment, mm-hmm. soon to publish, is that we're living in a time where uh, we're facing a massive health issue, an epidemic, actually, of epidemic proportions of stress and depression mm-hmm. and pharmaceutical drug dependence in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people, the go-to for many people is psychiatric medications like SSRI antidepressants, benzodiazepines, which are sleeping tablets like mm-hmm. Xanax yeah. um, and opioids. Uh, the problem... Uh, Drugs. They are highly addictive mm. and they have severe side effects. Yeah. They dysregulate metabolism, cause rapid weight gain, sexual libido loss, and inflammation. Mm. But now, what I'm finding when, I, when I've studied ethnobotany and, and, and researched traditional medicine systems, there are numerous traditional medicine, plant medicines, for developing new medications in the future that will have less side effects and, um, and dangers and harms. So and, and I was very, yeah. Can we Sorry. also just focus a little bit on, on children? Because these are getting mm. more and more popular, as you said, you know, these pharmaceutical drugs where the first mm. thing that everybody goes for are these drugs. And as you said, with massive side effects. Yes, exactly. So exactly, Pamela, like ADHD is mm. becoming you know, a new kind of category of disease, even though, mm. you know, that's another topic to, to talk about mm. at another stage. But um, there, are, there are like formulas. For example, one of the things that I know of is called Mentat. 
It's an Ayurvedic formula, which is shown to be very, very effective for for um, ADHD conditions, and it doesn't have all those toxicity uh, profiles of the of the other ritalins, etc. Um, so John, there how are alternatives. Fi- how how would where would people find that? Health shops, mm-hmm. health shops. You would find them, and some pharmacies. But uh, health shops are are great in that regard, and. Uh, they go really well. I remember they were going extremely well. So, um, is it something that they chew? How? In what form? No, is it's, it a, it's a it's a it's a tablet or a, yes. a liquid even. Yes. Um, so or, or capsule. So yes. it's a combination of about twelve to fifteen different Ayurvedic or Indian herbs mm-hmm. that has effects on the dopaminergic system, um, and that dopam- dopamine helps. You know, dopamine is a lot. It's very involved in learning and attention and focus. Yes. So. Yeah, there are many alternatives, and this is why I'm writing this book, Pimelo, is that we as a culture have lost um, understanding and connection with what are these psychoactive plants. So when I say psychoactive to most people, they immediately think Uh of the hard drugs like (laughs) cocaine and heroin, Mm. and then there's nothing. But what I'm saying is that most of what we eat is actually psychoactive, but we need to broaden our knowledge of what is out there and, and actually research and develop these medicines. Um, when I was studying ethnobotany, pomelo, um, and South African traditional psychoactive plant use, because what was fascinating for me is that in the literature at the time, this was already about 10 years ago, um, I, the literature said Africa was poor in psychoactive plant use, especially in shamanic healing. Uh, so there's plants like ayahuasca, San Pedro, peyote, that are used in other traditions as a strong psychoactive uh, plants, right? But Africa was considered poor, but this didn't make sense to me because we have such rich traditions of, of culture here and such rich traditions, um, such rich uh, plant, uh, plant diversity. Mm. So that set me off to do field work, which was an amazing journey, which my book is about. Um, and I, what I found was amazing, over 300 species of plants being reported to have uses for convulsive conditions like epilepsy, dementia, stress, anxiety, depression, mental disorders, all of, all of that. And most of those plants, Camillo, haven't even been looked at yet, haven't been researched so, at all. So let's, let's so, start with the list so that people can start, you know, familiarizing themselves with what yes. is available and what they yes. can consume. And, and maybe you'll also give us if there are any side effects at all for, for some of these sure. plants. Sure. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a commonly known one, uh, Passiflora passionflower, um, which is, is effective for, for helping to relax and as a nervous tonic. One of the South African plants that's gaining quite a lot of um, uh, popularity now, and not popularity, it's becoming more commonly used, is skeletium. It's a fahi. Uh, you know, the fahi plant is like a little um, Peru desert uh, genus of plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the Khoisan, it actually originated with the Khoisan people. They, it was their medicine. And they chewed it as, as what they called their dry liquor. Mm-hmm. This was obviously before liquor came in and destroyed and displaced a lot of traditional psychoactive plant use around the world. Um, but they used it for relaxing, even uh, teasing children. They would give a few, a little piece of the leaf to a baby to chew on, and it's an incredible relaxant. Um, the sand, the koi sand, they actually grind the plant and ferment it, and it becomes incredibly relaxing without much side effects uh, uh, medicine. So. Skeletium is now being has been developed into a medicine which you can buy it at pharmacies. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's nice is that it's actually a whole plant form, which is going away from isolate medicine, which has real problems and that causes all the side effects. Mm-hmm. And um, 
there is that plant. There is Withania somnifera, which is ashwagandha, which is a very good plant for coming off um, sleeping tablets um, and doesn't affect the serotonin system too much. Mm-hmm. Cannabis, of course, is a, is a good uh, plant to turn to in small doses to help people uh, sleep at night and come off and, um, the, uh, the benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines are one of the biggest health threats, and you don't hear much about it because there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, we won't go there. But uh, um, you don't hear much about it in the news, but it's a huge epidemic. There is, it's, it's, the amount of people taking those drugs is, is, is uh, shocking. What, what type of cannabis would you then recommend um, for somebody who, who's got, um, as you said, depression or, or that kind of a, a problem? Well, you know, cannabis, the thing with cannabis that's amazing is there is, um, there is a doctor called William Courtney, Who's, uh, pro- uh, who's a proponent of using cannabis as a vegetable, so to juice it. Mm-hmm. So the thing with cannabis is when you heat the cannabis, mm-hmm. you, you transform the acid forms of THC and CBD, THCA and CBDA, into their very psychoactive forms of THC. THC is what makes you high. Okay. But when so, you eat so, the whole so plant, in other words, yeah. if you were smoking it, that's obviously the exactly. heat element. Then you yes, would exactly. be high. If you were exactly. to just chew it, something else happens. No, no. I mean, you can eat um, a lot of the plant without getting high because you're not heating it. And so, um, the the what uh, these doctors are recommending is that you can actually juice the plant, and those those all those cannabinoids. There's about 140 different ones yes. in the plant. Yeah you can then get benefits for inflammation by eating the plant as a salad or juicing it. It's only very restrictive when you smoke it or you burn it. They call it decarboxylation, which mm-hmm. means heating. Um, when you heat it, then you obviously have the THC is super potent and you can only have X amount of milligrams, you know, at a time, and which makes you high. Does it, so they'll, you know. d- does it also mean then um, that one must be careful about making it into a tea because that's a heating element once you kind of heat and boil? Well, um, exactly. So, so what I would recommend is if, small, if you take a small amount of, of a, what they call a bud, Mm-hmm. Um, or, or some of the leaves. Usually the THC is concentrated in the flower buds, right? Mm-hmm. But if you take a small amount and you make that into a tea with milk, you, you obviously every person is different, so you have to find the dosage that works for you. But that will help you to sleep at night instead of taking the terrible Xanax. Mm-hmm. Xanax is a plague. It's, it kills people. There is like about twelve to 13,000 deaths just from one medication in the United States every year. We're talking about... We don't even want to know the figures of how many people get uh, benzodiazepine uh, prescriptions a year. It's about a fifth of the population of America is going to doctors to get addictive uh, tranquilizers or sleeping tablets. That's a fifth. 66 million people visit doctors in America every year to get a a prescription for benzodiazepines, which are Xanax sleeping tablets. So we are a huge, huge health problem, societal problem. So... My, my work is to actually look at how we can research all the other plants out there. So we know cannabis, we know ashwagandha, but there's just in South Africa, there's 300 species of plants that haven't even been developed yet. So there's an incredible, incredible amount of uh, positive um, future uh, medicine uh, research that can happen. Okay, yeah. so, 
So the the cannabis is the one, and and your biggest warning is that if you can help it, do not heat it, and and you'll still get the benefits of 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 all the things that we were just discussing now for yeah. for, and, for psychoactive and dosage. Plants. Dosage is very important, Camilla, with the cannabis. So you know, if you take a small amount, you can have just before sleeping. It can help you sleep, but if you take high amounts, you're going to get very high. You know, and then obviously you can't drive cars or you know operate machinery and things like that so um, and especially if people are taking other benzodiazepines or tranquilizers you don't want to mix the two Mm -hmm. so this needs a guided process you need to to have a health practitioner guide you through this process and and then the other plants so we've got about four at the moment already that you yeah um i'm just trying to think offhand uh mm, there's things like licorice that help the adrenal glands work there's valerian. Uh, there's a thing called magnolia bark, which is really interesting because it lowers cortisol. And cortisol is the hormone, you know, it causes a lot of the problems with uh, stress and depression, weight gain, etc. So mag- it's called magnolia, uh, the tree, mag- uh, magnolia tree, mm-hmm. if you want to call it tree. Um, and it lowers the cortisol level. So it helps your whole system um, adjust when you're coming off antidepressants because when you're coming off antidepressants if you don't do it correctly mm. Camilo, you, you go into severe your body goes into severe shock mm. and stress reactions and so that's what makes it so difficult for people to come off mm. these medications yeah. you have to go like 2 milligram uh, tapering off 2 milligrams every 2 weeks if yeah. you do 5 milligrams at one stage you can literally go into a panic attack yeah. on the road and kill people, you know, drive yeah. into someone, etc. So, yeah. A quick, quick call, Jean, before we talk about right. actually planting these in your home. Um, yes, 011-714-2006-0614-104-4007. Um, let's just take a voice note. There's a voice note coming through, uh, Jean. This is Derek from Klanga. I'd like to just ask your guest, uh, talking about juicing cannabis and not heating it up, there's so many benefits to it. Um, If you had to grow a cannabis plant, is he talking about actually plucking the leaves and how many leaves would you juice or how many leaves would you be able to eat that would be safe and medicinally beneficial? Yeah, that that was exactly my question. So if you were not heating it and you were to add it in a juice, how many leaves would you add to that that one, I suppose, one serving? Yeah, people can, um, from what I recall of Dr. Courtney, William Courtney's advice, because he's the authority on this, um, he he mentions, I think, 15 leaves uh, a day is a recommended dose or two small flower buds. So... But, you know, I'm not the authority on cannabis, but um, you can, people, uh, listeners can, can um, he has incredibly interesting uh, videos online. Uh, but I would, I would say that uh, that makes sense. About 15 leaves. If you even have a tot, a tot of the green juice, because you have to remember that these plants are only uh, psychoactive like this when you transform them. So when you take a tot of it, you hardly feel, you, you might feel a little bit of relaxation because the cannabinoids like CBD are also working on the nervous system to regulate. So these, plant, uh, these plants regulate the system, whereas other drugs dysregulate your system and you get weight gain and you get all sorts of things. So I would even say a tot glass of, um, a shooter glass of cannabis. And that you can juice. What I, what I do is I juice the, the leaves with apple, with apples. So you have an apple juice, um, cannabis, uh, extract. 
liquid, you know, liquidized oh. extract. So then you, you just do that or you just pluck leaves and you put them as a salad. So what William Courtney is saying, Dr. William Courtney is saying, it's the most underrated medicinal vegetable on the planet. Mm. So you, you literally just put a, a leaf or two on your, on your food and you eat it. That's that's what what we do. Yeah. Let's go to Paul, who's calling us from KZN. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for the lovely program. Um, the the uh, pharmaceutical industry has uh, bamboozled us, and uh, COVID nineteen has proven that the scientific community doesn't understand anything. You know, and um, there is a book that I've got, A World Without Cancer, that can be cured. 100% with apricot kernels, and this mm. um, uh, where you get vitamin B17. And those who want a cure for cancer, uh, it, this is forbidden in the United States. You have to go to Mexico, and they come and mm. tell a different story about being cured 100%, no matter what mm. stage the cancer is. Mm. You know, and it is called vitamin B17, available yeah. from apricot kernel seeds. And yes. the medical industry in South Africa has forbidden this can from selling it, the apricot hmm. kernels. You can get it from health shops, but even there they are trying to, you know, remove it because it hmm. is so effective, better than chemotherapy. Chemotherapy hmm. was invented by the same company that supplied poison gas for Hitler to kill the Jews. Sorry to bring about that, but that is in the book that I have. It's called The World Without Cancer by Griffins. So you can understand that we are being, at every stage, you know, robbed of, uh, you know, the proper health benefits of, uh, you know, alternative medicine or the true medicine that exists in nature. Thank yes. you very much. Thank you, Paul. Thanks very much yes, for that. Thanks, you Paul. Com- you want to comment on that, Jean? Yes, no, well, I mean, I agree. You know, the, even the term alternative medicine is very misleading because, in fact, uh, plant medicine is original medicine. Mm. There's nothing alternative about it. Mm-hmm. So on many, many levels, if you study anthropology, you'll learn how, yeah, the, there's, there's, uh, how these things are, are marketed and advertised as, and, and uh, you know, take away from, traditional medicines and, and um, original medicine. Yeah, that there's, is true. There's a question here uh, from WhatsApp, um, Jean. It says, can your guest assist with what would work for stiff body muscles? I had cervical spine, um, cervical spine surgery and mm-hmm. three years ago and struggling with recovery. That's Joe in Johannesburg in, in the south mm-hmm. of Joburg. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you see, for that, you... It, it, you know, with natural medicine, you need to look at the whole thing. But uh, magnesium is very important for muscle contractions. Um, there's a wonderful plant that's uh, from native uh, from northern America, North America, called cramp bark. It's literally called cramp bark. You can get that at the health shops in Joburg North, um, which is a it's um, it's a nervine, which means it's a nerve tonic, and it's very very good for uh, like things like jaw clenching, um, muscle, muscle, you know, uh, dysregulated uh, muscle contractions, etc. But also, can, uh, by the way, also CBD. So in this case, I would give a standalone CBD extract from cannabis um, for, for the regulation of the nervous system like muscle contractions without any intoxicating effects. So there's a, there's, there's a lot of things that you can take um, 
before that. But the one that I remember working really well is called uh, Crampbach or Viburnum. Viburnum oculus is, is the name of the plant um, and was really, really powerful for that. Yeah. So um, the, the viewer can, can, can contact me if they want to know more about that. Yeah. There's a question that says, please could you comment in depth on the apricot kernels? Yeah, so the apricot kernels is one of many um, uh, complementary medicine approaches. There is a book called Alternative Medicine, that the Definitive Guide. There's a whole chapter on very efficacious and effective um, alternatives. Let's call it, say, now is the right word to use alternatives, treatments other than chemotherapy, um, etc., and radiotherapy. Um, and um, B17 or, or lateral has been well known for, I don't know, Exactly in depth how it works, but it's been on the on the scene for uh, cancer, uh, killing cancer cells um, for for a long time, um, and uh, so I can't really comment too much of how the mechanism of it how it works. But there's various plants that that uh, that do target uh, cancer cells without targeting healthy cells. Um, so one has to just look at books like that. Um, uh, alternative medicine, the, def- the definitive guide by Treviati, I think his name is Treviati and Treviati. So, yeah. Um, but obviously, in that case, you have to be careful with the dosage because some medicines are toxic in high doses. You know, they, they say what's a poison and what's a medicine all depends on dosage, dosages. So, cannabis, if you eat too much cannabis and you eat to hold two plants, you're going to have a toxic reaction, of course. It's, it's like anything. Um, Dosage is important to, to work with. All right. Yeah. We've got a voice note for you, uh, Jean. Good afternoon, Pamela and the doctor there. Uh, I'm Lunga, the name. Uh, we see a lot of truckers smoking cannabis. Yeah. Does that uh, help them not to sleep? was driving uh, throughout the night. I would like to find them all that, please, right? Um, Jean, yeah. I, I kind of got the impression from what you were saying earlier that you would get the opposite effect. You would more be more relaxed with cannabis. Well, he was asking if you smoke cannabis, is it if good it, for sleeping? No. Yeah? He's asking no. if it will keep you awake. Oh, keep you awake. Um... Um, from what I remember, the the CBD high doses. I could uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to you know understand all these plants in depth, and it's a huge feat. But um, CBD in high doses can keep you awake, actually. But it's also about dose. But what what I've observed is that small small doses of THC, um, but preferably taken as a tea will help you sleep. But I think high doses could, yeah, it could uh, stimulate. But there are also different plants with different profiles. One is cannabis sativa, which is a bit more stimulating. And then you get uh, the indica variety, which is a bit more sedating. So a lot of people use the indica to sleep uh, when, if they smoke some. Um, so it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole art, this, this cannabis. Um, but you, the answer is yes, at certain dosages it can stimulate. Um, that's why a very small amount of THC, smaller amounts of THC help to relax the body and help you sleep. 
Yeah. Okay. If we yeah. were to, if you had to pick um, one of the easiest to plant and have in your garden, uh, which one would mm. it be of, of all these other plants that you discussed for um, psychoactive um, um, Well, I properties? mean, the thing is, cannabis grows incredibly well. I often think, Camilo, like scientists should take the genes of cannabis and put it into all our vegetables because it needs so little water. You know, it's a, it's a classic weed, so to speak. Um but it grows so so prolifically. It grows so well. So hopefully in the next few years, you know, laws change that, and then and also cultural beliefs change. Like this um, William Courtney's uh, research on cannabis as a vegetable. It's completely different to how we've always seen cannabis as a drug. Yeah. So if we start using cannabis as a vegetable, it could literally change the the health profiles of thousands of people, uh, whole societies, if we, if we view the plants differently. I mean, this is one of the, the um, points of my book, is to educate people on what are psychoactive plants, the diversity of psychoactive plants, how they can help us to heal and uh, treat conditions and, uh, and improve our health and well-being. You know. We've got another voice note coming through for you, John. Okay. Good afternoon, Pamela. I'm in maternal coordinator. Pamela, please ask our guest, man, is it true that cannabis can stay for 7 to 14 days in a blood system? When they happen to go to medical, maybe in the working place, they can find it even after 7 days when they have used it. Is it true that it can stay for more than 7 days in a blood system? Thank you. Jean, for you? Um, it does stay... It does stay... Um, I'm not sure how many days, but there is. it, is, it does take time to... to uh, um, to, to care from the system. Yeah. Um, so it, I think there, is, I think it's actually, yeah, I think there is, a, it is about, it is right. I think it's even up to two weeks or even three weeks. Uh, the, the cannabis can be detected from what I remember, but I'd need to check on that. Um, yeah. Um, I but, can't say I know exactly how many days, but, but it's not like it gets cleared in a day or two. I think it's longer than that. Would that be the same though if if you were consuming it as as a vegetable as opposed to have smoked it? That is an excellent question. I have no idea. Um, you know, I would imagine that they test for the THC itself. So if you eat it, then what I do know is that when you eat the the plant, you're getting the acid form, the the acid form of THC, which is called uh, THCA. So when you heat THCA, it gets converted to THC, which is the intoxicating form of, of, the, of, the, of the molecule. So I'm not sure whether THCA is detectable in blood tests. Yeah, that is a really good question. Okay. So if I were to look for an, an alternative to cannabis, um, and, mm. and maybe particularly for, for children, um, what would you then recommend one would plant? I would say withania somnifera, the ashwagandha, it also grows very um, prolifically in South Africa. It actually originates from India. They call it Indian ginseng, uh, pimelo, and um, that plant is very, um, it's very good in regulating the whole body. So a lot of people use it, you, <clears throat> a lot of the products in the health shops are for people who are going through adrenal burnout, which I think that's most of us these days <laughs> at the moment, um, fatigue, adrenal burnout, uh, it helps to regulate the adrenal glands and helps to, to it helps you to increase your endurance and uh, tolerance to stress 
but you need to take it every day and it works with time. So you need to take it for at least three weeks, four weeks for it to fully have its effect. But I think that plant, if most people took ashwagandha, they would really... um, they would, they would cope a lot better with stress. Mm-hmm. There's a quick question here that says that I have cancer recorder from brain tumor, have had bad headaches, and uh, how would I then eat, have this tea? And I, I'm assuming he's talking about cannabis tea. Yeah, and he said that he's got cancer record, recorder. What's that? Yeah, I'm not sure what cancer recorder means, but he says oh. this is from brain tumor and, and has very, very bad headaches. Yeah, I would I would suggest a small amount. I mean, when we're saying small amounts, it's probably ha- like a half a thumbnail's worth of flower bud. Um, that is would just it be a what tea? I've, I've seen. Uh, say again. Would it Anna? be in a tea? In a tea. So in a tea, drinking that um, every day would would have a lot of cannabinoids, which would help regulate what's called the the endocannabinoid system. So the endocannabinoid system regulates your whole body. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would suggest that that would be the way. Not Obviously, smoking has its own harms because you sm- you're breathing in a lot of carcinogens, you know, and burn things. So, um, Tamela, I would suggest yeah, small amounts of, of cannabis, like that kind of amount, would, would probably be effective in, in, um, in headaches. But also, you know, things like chamomile, Chamomile mm. tea is, um, is, a, is a very nice, relaxing, soothing, subtle, psychoactive plant, mm. which uh, can help a lot with, with headaches, by the way. Okay. So I would suggest for him to get loose chamomile flowers mm-hmm. and uh, to make a tea out of that and have that um, even once, twice a day is fine. And it helps to relax the nervous system, um, the gut, uh, cramping. Also, it's a very lovely psychoactive plant, chamomile. It's very, very safe. Jean, thank you so much for, for, for all of this. Uh, Jean-Francois Sobieski can be found okay. on www.psychoalchemy, uh, phytoalchemy, I beg your pardon, phytoalchemy.co.za. That's P-H-Y-T-O-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.co.za. He's also available on other social media platforms. Two o'clock, let's go to Utsi Lusaku for the latest in SABC News.